Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we thank You just for the joy of being here to, together. And we just ask that your, your Word speaks to us today. And Lord, You know all that's going on in each one of our lives and, and what we're facing, and uh, whether it be uh, illness or um, relationship problems or, or whatever it might be. We, we do lift up Kevin Billings to You as he's facing surgery tomorrow, and we just pray that all goes well for him and that he makes a quick and a full recovery. And Lord, we just, uh, just know that You love us so much. And so, Lord, right now we just quiet our hearts before you and, and just uh, are your children to uh, not only listen, but apply these principles to our lives. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, the book of James, and it's probably not one of the funner topics to have to uh, listen to or live by, talking about patience, though I did like uh, Judah's little illustration there. I thought that was kind of good. But uh, James chapter 5, and let me just read verses 7 through 12 to you. It says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. So kind of an interesting passage. But if we think about our lives, we spend a lot of time in our lives waiting. You know, think about it as a little kid, not waiting for the, the SWAT, but <laughs> a lot of times you'd wait for school to start, and then you can't wait for school to end. Then you just can't wait to fall in love. Then you can't wait to get married. Then you can't wait to have kids. Then you can't wait to retire. You know, just one thing after another, it seems like what we do is wait. There's so many things in life that test our patience. Grocery store lines. Doctor's offices. Irritating people. I mean, we don't like to wait. And if you think about it, we, we got several generations here, and I don't think there's one generation that likes to wait. I'm a really patient person. Unless I'm hungry. Or I'm not patient. But think about what happens when you lose your patience. You probably lose your character too. Have you ever been to a really expensive restaurant? It seems like the more expensive the restaurant, the longer you wait. I mean, think about it. There's actually five different waits when you go to a restaurant. You wait to get a seat. Then you wait to get the menu. Then you wait to order. Then you wait to get the food. And then you wait to get the bill. And then we have the audacity to call the person 
serving us the waiter. I mean, think about that. So today we're going to talk about what James has to say about how to develop patience in your life. Because we need patience in every area of our life. And in this passage, James uses the word patience or he uses the word perseverance six times. And he gives us three different illustrations to teach us how to be patient, why to be patient, when to be patient. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. So first of all, when, when should I be patient? Because James says that we have to be patient. He's not saying that we have to be patient all the time. He just uses three special times when you need just a little extra dose of patience. The first one is when circumstances are uncontrollable. Have you figured out that a lot of life is out of our control? We can't put our thumb on everything. And James uses the illustration of a farmer as an example of when circumstances are uncontrollable. So what's he say in verse 7? Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is. Now how many farmers do we have here? See, these are the patient people in life, right? Because part of the job description of being a farmer is you have to be patient. Actually, you have to wait. You do a lot of waiting. You wait to till, you wait to plant, you wait to prune. There's a lot of factors in, in, in farming and, and waiting. But there's a lot of things that a farmer has no control over. They don't have control over the weather, whether it's going to rain or hail or whatever it might be, the heat, the economy, labor practices. So if you have a lot of faith, you can be a farmer. So if you don't have a lot of faith, don't go into the farming business, okay? But what's interesting, have you noticed that when a situation is beyond our control, we still try to control it? And you know how we do that? There's one really easy thing that we do to try to control situations that are out of our control. And it's one word. It's the word worry. We think that somehow, if I worry enough about it, it'll somehow change my situation. So a lot of times, when circumstances are uncontrollable, we lose our patience. Another one is when people are unchangeable. You ever had somebody in your life that's maybe unchangeable? When people won't change. And James gives an illustration of the prophets. And he says, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So to help people change, bring them back to God, these prophets were brought on. To be different in their behavior. But have you noticed that people resist change? Probably not here. But it seems like when you make any little tiny suggestion, they resist you. 
But what I want you to think about is some people in your life right now that maybe they refuse to change. Picture them a little bit. And you probably know how difficult it is to live with that kind of person. And James says we've got to have patience with people. The word patience in the Greek means long and heat. It literally means take a long time before you get hot. How about that? So James says you need to be patient when circumstances are uncontrollable and when people are unchangeable and they won't cooperate with you. The third area, he says, is when problems are unexplainable. And he gives a classic example in verse 11. He says, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. But he talks about you've heard of Job's perseverance. Job played in the Super Bowl of suffering. And he won the championship. He got the MVP. But Job was the wealthiest man that had ever lived during his time. He had everything going for him. And in a two-day period, everything was taken away. Everything fell apart. He lost all his wealth. He lost his children. He got a terrible disease that was very painful. So he lost his family, his friends, his finances, everything in his life. He was suffering materially, physically, socially, every kind of way. And you know what's really bad is when you're going through all of this and your wife comes in and says, okay, Job, curse God and just die. (laughs) Thanks for the encouragement, honey. I mean, that's a support system. But God allowed the, the... the devil to take away everything in his life except his nagging wife. But I think the worst part of Job's suffering is that he had no idea why he was suffering. So for 37 chapters in the book of Job, God doesn't even talk to him and tell him why it's happening. Because there's no apparent reason for the misfortune. And in all of those unexplained reasons and problems that he had, Job maintains his faith. Sometimes we just can't figure out our problems. So when circumstances are uncontrollable, when people are unchangeable, when problems are unexplainable, we need patience. Now why? Why would we need patience in those? Well, first of all, we've got to realize that the reason i got to be patient is God's in control. He says, you too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Three times in this passage, James says, the Lord's coming is near. Jesus is coming back. That's the ultimate proof that God's in control. Nothing can stop that. God's purpose in your life is greater than any problem that you're facing right now. God's in control. And because God's in control, everything is working out. So be patient. Job persevered. God's timing is perfect. He's never late. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be. 
And some of you right now might be experiencing a little delay. You've been praying. And seemingly, nothing seems to be happening. Realize this. God's delay never spoils His purpose. So we're patient because God's in control. We also are patient because God rewards patience. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. If you have your Bible, I don't think you can do it on your app, circle the word blessed. Make sure you can clean the screen if you do that. But anyway. The second half of Job's life was more blessed than the first. God doubled everything that he had. And so it pays to be patient. There are all kinds of rewards. Your character grows. You seemingly get along with people better. You're happier. You probably will reach the goals that you had set. But there's a lot of benefits to being patient the way God wants you to be patient. God rewards that. You'll be honored by others. They'll say to you, Wow, he's such a patient person. So James says that the next time someone criticizes you, before you strike back at them, think about this. Is it worth giving up my reward to lash out just for a few seconds? Because the rewards that we're building in heaven are going to last a lot longer than the pleasure of yelling at somebody. So we need to be patient because God's in control. He's going to reward patience. The third thing, it's because God is working things out. And He's often behind the scenes working things out. Things that we don't even see. He is at work. We might not see God working, but He is. Look at the last part of verse 11. It says, You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. God was working all the time that Job was not knowing what was going on. God was still at work. A delay does not mean a denial. Okay? If you've been praying for an answer to prayer and you haven't gotten it, God might just be saying, wait a little bit longer. A delay is not a denial. And we have to learn the difference between when God says no and when God says not yet. There's a big difference. I mentioned before, we live in the now generation. We don't like to wait. We want it now. The Bible says we've got to have patience. God's at work. Even when we don't see what's going on. God was at work in Job's life. You wonder how many times Job was thinking or said, why is this happening to me? But you know what? In advance, thank God because He's working things out. And that's where He gives this illustration of the farmer. When the farmer plants the seed... He starts waiting for that seed. All he's waiting, God is working behind the scenes to cause that plant to sprout. He's creating the conditions so that at the right time, 
The crop grows and there will be a harvest. The farmer waits. God works. Philippians 2.13 says, God is at work within you. You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to feel it, but God is at work in your life. Which brings us to the next section of this. I didn't tell you how many sections. They just told me to go till two today. That's all they told me. Eastern time. Um. (laughs) But what am I supposed to be doing while I'm waiting on God? You ever thought about that? So James says, consider these three illustrations. Look at them. Realize what they did while you're waiting on God. So first of all, the farmer. We talked a little bit about it, but what did the farmer do? This is the first key. He waited expectantly. I have to expect a harvest. I must believe that it's inevitable. I've done the right thing. So what does a farmer do while he's waiting on God to do his work? While he's waiting on the harvest? He's preparing for the answer. He's getting ready. We get ready for the answer in advance. In Psalm 130, verse 5, it says, I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for He has promised. So do we really expect God to do that? Because the Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. So how can you prove that you're expecting God to do something? What are you doing to get ready? You're preparing yourself. Jesus, in His earthly ministry, He waited 30 years before He began His ministry. 30 years of preparation. And He accomplished more in those three years than any of us would in any lifetime. So we wait expectantly. And then we wait quietly. Now this will be hard for some of them, right? Got to wait quietly? Wow. James points out that there are times that we have a tendency to run our mouths off when we're irritated. Anybody do that? Do it to yourself in the car. So you know. When we're tense, when we're under pressure, when things aren't going our way, when things aren't under our control. And James tells us there are warns us of two things to avoid. He says, Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. Now, it's interesting. Why, why does he talk about grumbling right in the middle of patience? Because it's really hard to be quiet when you're frustrated. Heard about a lady who griped at her husband all the time. Constantly. The guy finally dies. And she puts on his tombstone, rest in peace. Then they went and read the will. He willed $5 to his wife and his whole estate to some of his good friends. So she went back to the tombstone and he crossed it out and put, till we meet again. (laughs) 
Does waiting ever tempt you to swear? When you're frustrated and things aren't going your way and things are beyond your control, how do you normally respond? We displace our anger and usually put it on somebody else that's kind of an innocent party, maybe one of our loved ones. James tells us don't do that. And then finally he says, wait confidently. Job never lost his confidence in all that he did. When the outlook is bad, look up Micah 7.7. And Micah 7.7 says, I will wait confidently for God. Who will save me? My God will hear me. But don't you love that part? I will wait confidently for God. So how do you do that? You have hope. Holding on, praying expectantly. H-O-P-E. Holding on, praying expectantly. When you got a problem that's unexplainable, when you got a person in your life that's unchangeable, when you got a circumstance that's uncontrollable, wait confidently. God is working. Don't get nervous. Sit still. You don't have to take matters into your own hands to work things out. So here's the question. Where do you personally need to have some patience this morning? Do you have an uncontrollable circumstance in your life that's eating at you? Do you have this unchangeable person that's in your life? Or maybe you just got some problems that are really unexplainable. Remember what God says in the book of James, in this chapter of James, that God is in control. It might be out of our control, might be out of your control, but it is never ever out of God's control. Nothing is beyond His power and His purpose for each one of our lives is greater than any problem that we are facing. And God will reward your patience. Might not be in this life. This is really a short life compared to eternity. But I think the biggest thing that you've got to get out is God is always working. And many times He's working behind the scenes for each one of us. So take hold of that. Don't know what you're going through. But God is there working in your life. So let's all be patient about that. Right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word and patience is something that we just don't discuss and don't like a lot of times because we want people to be patient with us, but we don't feel we need to be patient. But Lord, I just thank You that You're always at work in our lives and You're always in control. And Lord, we put our hope in all that You do and all that You are. And Lord, this morning I just pray that if there's anyone here who has never given their heart and life to You, the Lord, right now that they will realize they need You in their life as their Lord and Savior. But Lord, I just pray for all of us, no matter what we're going through, no matter what problem it might be, that we can't even fathom what is taking place or why, we can put our confidence in You, knowing that You are at work and You're in control. 
So again, we just thank you for this time of, of worship and praise. And just be with us throughout the rest of this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.